Hello and welcome to 361 Degrees Podcast Season 4, Episode 9. My name is Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Rafe Blanford from the All About Sites. And I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. Happy New Year, chaps. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Oh, a bit slow off the blocks there, Blanford. Not, okay. Are you sorry. feeling all right? Well, I'm, I'm still rearing up, rearing up, rearing to go. In Tell the us more year. about that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, you and McLeod, what are we going to yes. talk about this week? Uh, well, I think we should, uh, we should nod our heads toward Ubuntu. Or Ubuntu, I'm saying it correctly, right? Yeah. Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Yeah. Yes. Or Canonical, the, yes. uh, the owners. Um, we should probably look at Apple as well. Um, Samsung. HTC. Do you know what? I think we've got a veritable, exciting treasure trove of topics to discuss. Yes, it's literally a smorgasbord mm. of the unplanned this That's afternoon. Right. Uh, so why don't we kick off? I think we should do things. We should do things of the week. Yes. And uh, my thing of the week, while you think about yours, is the Vodafone Shore signal. It's been returned. It's rubbish. I don't like it, um, and I'm very cross about it. In fact, I'm so cross. That, the, that I'm even going to have to write them an angry letter because I returned it to them for my refund and they've sent it back to me, which is what? nice. So they sent you another one. Exactly. So I now, I'm, now the proud, I'm now the proud owner of two Vodafone Shore signals uh, and neither of them that I want. Well, on that, by the way, I also went and bought a Shure signal just because I thought it might work and it doesn't. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I talked to them on their text service. I went on to the, the, the kind of support chat system, which was very efficient, and the lady said, oh yes, um, you've got one that doesn't work. And I wonder how she worked that out, because I didn't tell her anything about me. Well, I, I think it's, it's probably just the assumption that if you're asking a question about it, oh, that'll be one of the ones that don't work that then. Any one doesn't work. So they sent me out another one, I haven't plugged that in yet, to find out if that doesn't work. Perhaps I've got the one that you were supposed to have. Mm. But anyway, yes, I've given up, um, and I'm going to write a blog post about it, but uh, it's, it's a lovely idea, but the number of restrictions and limitations about the way it works, and yeah. the ones they don't, the things they don't tell you you all of these restrictions until you read the forum to work out why it doesn't work afterwards and buried in you know forum entry 8900 and something anyways so that was my thing of the week disappointed with femtocells so i'm going to be doing a bit more writing about femtocells in the in the route to mobile congress because there's normally a ton there and this year i'm going to be asking people why don't they work well there you go rafe blanford what's your thing of the week uh my thing of the week is flower power Oh, come on, just get off that. I know, it's a 30 yeah, years I think, too late. I, I think this is interesting. It's the only time we're hopefully going to mention CES, which we all boo and hiss about. Right. Uh, but this is an accessory from Parrot that caught my attention. And basically, it's an accessory to help your flowers grow better, which communicates with your smartphone over Bluetooth Smart. Uh, for people that don't know, that's the kind of low-power version of Bluetooth that's going to become much more widely used for a whole range of you know, things like wearable accessories, you know, stuff in your trainers or on your watch. Uh, but in this case, it's being used to monitor uh, basically soil conditions, so fertilizers and chemical sensors in there, as well as sunlight, uh, moisture, a number of other factors. And then it pairs with a companion app, and I think it's available for both iOS and Android, which basically tells you how to look after your plant. So mm-hmm. it'll tell you when it needs watering, if you need to apply extra it's, it's fertilizer. because my plant already wirelessly communicates with me that it needs water by going yellow and then dying. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is trying to get the... Um, moving up the um, interaction phase so it doesn't go yellow and die because that generally means it's pretty unhealthy you, you can want to avoid back, going there yeah. so I, I just thought it was interesting because so much of the technology is sort of not appealing to people who live in the countryside and have gardens and here's finally a bit of technology that actually really appeals to the green thumbs Mm. You're McLeod? Yes. Well, you hinted toward my thing of the week, and that is Mobile World Congress, because MWC is officially here, what's coming. Uh, and that's because CES is over. 
right. Consumer Electronics Show, for those not in know, which has happened in the States. It's the or, reason, basically, that all the tech blogs have gone mental for about the last week. I, and do you know what? I haven't seen anything interesting beyond his little... Xperia Z. What? Xperia Z. Yes, I haven't seen it yet. So I, Waterproof sounds home. cool. Yeah, sounds interesting. Did like, you see? Did yeah. you see that Canon camera that plugs into or connects up to your smartphone? It's like you remember the bad old days where you used to have the, the cameras on smartphones oh, plugged on them. as add-ons. Sony Ericsson had yeah. those, didn't exactly. They? Yeah. Yeah. They used to be like T sixty eight, T sixty eight, and and we've gone back to that now, except that it's they've called it PowerShot, and that's that kind of Canon's uh, got this kind of they're quite high end, but they're consumer, but they're quite high end consumer cameras, aren't they? The PowerShot yes. range. I, I think they're supposed to be quite good and i think maybe canon have just gone completely mad and made a you know super whizzy camera but i don't know about you Rafe, i'd still rather have a nokia 808 um well uh, what, <laughs> what could i possibly say to that then. but it just goes to prove what i've said many times on this podcast there's no such thing as nokia technology rocks. dying off it right. just goes around in circles and you get the same thing reinvented over and over and i remember those clip-on cameras mm. uh, specifically from the very first Microsoft Windows Mobile device, oh, the SPV, yeah, which then. didn't yeah. have a camera during development, and the reason it didn't have a com- camera during development, no one thought about it. And then they suddenly <laughs> went, "Oh, we need a camera for this," so they made a clip-on one, and I've still got one sitting in a drawer somewhere. Well, we've seen your drawer of dreams, haven't we? So that's quite an, ach- quite an achievement. Uh, so, you're McLeod. Yeah, so thank you for hijacking my thing of the week. Okay, so MWC, Mobile World Congress, is the biggest show on the planet. 60,000, 70,000 attendees. It's moving to a new... Uh, well, a new, a new, what, what, what do you call these venue. things? New venue, new massive exhibition hall called uh, Grand Via. About 400 metres down the road from the old one. Is it 400 metres? Something like that. Oh, I, missed, I missed the old I place. I thought it was the new more places, than that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to more World Congress. We're all going to be there. It's going to be exciting. Uh, oh, hey, I am doing the, um, the app panel conference thing on the Monday. Brilliant. It's nice to see you so well I didn't prepared. really rehearse yeah. that. Sorry about that. So I am... Well, I mean, it's, I think he means the app planet, by the way. Yeah. No, no, I mean the main conference, and his eyebrows are going up as I say. No, the main conference. I'm moderating the the app panel. Oh, that's very exciting! On the Monday afternoon, so be there. I think I'll probably be busy covering real important news on Monday. That's it. Mm, thanks. That's my thing of the week. I, it's, basically, you are now going to start seeing the uh, probably no news. Okay, we've had our glut of news from, from CES, or says Some people have taken to calling it. I don't agree with that. Don't do that. No. Um, and we shouldn't expect to hear nothing now, or just rumours, while uh, the, the launch uh, begins. Well, there you go. You hear it for, here first. 361 <coughs> degrees. Expect to hear nothing, says you and McLeod. So stay tuned for that anytime soon. But, but talking about MWC, we would like to hear from our listeners about what they'd like us to cover, if there's anything particular we should be investigating um, around MWC. Are we going to do, we, we're going to do some, um, some episodes, right? We yeah, certainly um, are. We're going to do a, a special mini-series of MWC. We're going to try and publish a five, ten minutes of audio every day from, uh, from 361 Towers, the, the epic penthouse apartment Fully branded. Suite. Fully branded. Fully branded yeah. that's yeah. been rented specially for the occasion mm-hmm. and is in no way a flat we've just rented to sleep. It's not a flat. There we go. It's so. not a flat. I keep on saying this. It's not a flat. Not a flat. It, it's, it's like a house. There you go. Or it is a house, not it's like a house. like a house, but it has people who live upstairs and downstairs mm-hmm. and stairs to go up it, and only one floor. No, 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 no. We but we bought a house. There you go. Excellent. Well, the, our sponsorship deal is obviously much larger than anticipated. So, Ewan, uh, the other week we all went to central London to uh, hear about Ubuntu. Now, yes. I kind of I'm vaguely aware of Ubuntu because it's a desktop Linux operating system, and that's where my interest ran out because. It's not really something I get hugely excited about. So what 
talk us through what it was that dragged us all the way to centre of London. If I don't remember, on the 2nd of January, mad people. Yeah, well, that's because they wanted to get their announcement out before CES. And their big announcement was? Ubuntu Mobile. Uh, so Ooh. they are uh, launching a completely new uh, version of Ubuntu. Well, I think actually, to be quite cl- uh, accurate, it's the same Ubuntu software um, that you run on your desktop, but it's now going to be optimized specifically for mobile phones. So uh, right now we see lots of Android handsets around there, but now, or shortly, we're going to start seeing Ubuntu handsets. And it's looking rather interesting. They've got a com- It's com- running completely native on, on various different hardware uh, examples. They had the Google Nexus device, I think, right? Was that the one that they yeah, had they, on show? They, yeah, they were using that as a test device, though, yes. weren't they? Yeah, so the test idea mule. being that you, uh, it will run on um, uh, Ubuntu Mobile, will run on most hardware for, for Linux. Uh, and just be, just before I express massive incredulity about anyone trying to launch a mobile platform who doesn't have a billion dollars right now, yeah. Rafe, just ex- explain to me what the difference is between Ubuntu saying that they've got an operating system that runs on phones and desktops and servers versus Android, which can run on a bunch of different hardware, but that's, that is different though, isn't it? <clears throat> Yeah, the contention that um, Ubuntu would say is that this is the same platform and the same kind of, uh, I guess you could call it design language or UX experience across um, TVs, PCs, services, as you say, tablets, which they haven't announced yet, but they've said they're going to. They had a sneaky and picture of a tablet in the presentation. Indeed, they, they did. And, and mobile, and it's sort of um, single address point from an SDK, so as far as developers are concerned, and you know, there's promises around what the UX is like. Maybe we can talk a little bit about the UX in a minute. But, but when they say, just to, just to be clear, though, when they say it's the same operating system, it's do they, not. Do they, yeah, I was going to say, do they mean in the same way that Apple tells you that it's OS X that's really running on your your phone, and it's kind of... It, 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 it's, it's a really cut-down version. It, well, it's, it's, you, can, you can call it the same if you stick enough branding labels on it, everything looks the same if you stand far enough back, or is it really genuinely exactly the same? It's a bit, I think, disingenuous to call it the same. Um, from a consumer point of view, it will look the same, and there'll be similar applications. And I think it's, you know, there is a big difference between something like that, which does have a common uh, core, than something like OS X um, and iOS. Um, you know, and sort of something in between those two extremes is Windows, which now with Windows Phone 8 is kind of running on the common NT kernel. Ubuntu goes a little bit further than that, and there's things like uh, Qt and QML um, from a developer point of view. But those commonalities, I, I think they've overplayed their hand a little bit there. Um, okay. Yes, it's a common experience and a common design language, uh, but that's basically because they're starting from scratch where everyone else kind of has legacy stuff to deal with. Um, more interesting is, in, in a sense, even the smartphone portion of it isn't unified. They're, they're talking about two different approaches, smartphone light and then kind of super phones, uh, with the second piece having uh, effectively the ability to run Ubuntu as a a desktop on a computer by plugging it into a keyboard and a monitor and everything else. Uh, That that is interesting, and obviously there are more commonalities there, and it does share data across the two. So saying it's a single platform, I think is a bit more justifiable. And that actually ties in with something they announced earlier, which was Ubuntu for Android, which we'll see, I think, sooner, and is kind of a you like a preview for this full mobile OS. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of sort of acronyms in there, and I, I'm sort of hanging on for dear life, but basically <laughs> they've announced they've announced this platform and they've described how you're going to build stuff for it, but 
uh, we we all we all independently had some time with Mark Shuttleworth, who's the the guy who founded Ubuntu, and as far as I know, he's he's the only guy who really visibly seems to have made a successful commercial business out of you know Linux, which is normally yeah. free from, you know, a from a consumer point of from a consumer point of view. Yes, sorry, or an enterprise standpoint. There's well, lots you of have enterprises to look at Red that Hat and people like that. Oh, fair point. Yes, of course. Right. But, yeah. but also the he he's quite a personality. He's very visible, whereas you know sort of Red Hat and 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 back in the day, Susie yeah. Linux never had kind of the characters up front. He, he's of, the closest yeah. equivalent to a, a Steve Jobs or a Steve Barmer in the wow. Linux world. Yeah. If you're not talking Linus Torvalds. So you and but the thing, I mean, the, the, the first question I had though was why. Why on earth? It, you, you're a successful, you're a successful desktop operating system, and and you know, and I didn't realise, but they were very successful in some markets. So yeah. you know, people in US and uh, you know, US and UK, Europe, maybe it, probably that would be a geek thing. But yeah, in, in most, some, many geeks will use Ubuntu. In, yeah. in some places in India, you can go and you can buy a Dell off yeah. the shelf in a computer store with a big Ubuntu logo on the wall. So it's yeah. got, it's a big name brand like Microsoft. But why would you bother to try and move into mobile? Surely. You know what on earth can they bring that the the people like Apple or Google can't do already? Well, see, first of all, I, I think we we are seeing a quite a tired viewpoint in the marketplace. I've been looking for new entrants, new blood, new excitement, new ways of thinking, and I think they are delivering that. You can see from uh, playing in the phone and on my website, I've got a a, a video uh, where Evo, one of the, the designers of of the, uh, the user interface, actually walks us through. The interface and it is very nice. Are we, are we plugging our own content now? I didn't realise we did that. Yeah, here in uh, a moment's review, mm. uh, you'll find it. No. I'm just you didn't you didn't take a video though, right? No, I didn't. Take okay, a video. so I did. I was, a bit, I was a bit busy writing a post about the actual news. Go oh on. yeah, you got it up. Well, yeah, very impressive. Right, that I I think there is a gap in the market because I think we're all getting a little bit bored. I think the consumer uh, is looking for something new. Uh, I think we can see that when you look at some of the, the successful handsets and some of the troubles that the existing players are having. One of my major frustrations is the fact that Android is 70-80%, depending on what stat you look, 70-80% of the smartphone marketplace. I, I think that's because it's the only thing there as opposed to uh, people actually having a choice. I think the other thing that uh, Ubuntu and Mark Shuttleworth in particular emphasized was he saw the, the, the mobile industry and actually more generally the computer industry changing and he said Ubuntu was best positioned to address the next step. Now, I don't actually think Ubuntu is, but this idea of uh, convergence of devices, i.e. you're getting the same experience across multiple form factors. Right. Uh, and indeed having smartphones potentially turn into computers. The same concept as the Motorola webtop, uh, which we've talked about in the past, i.e. You know, plug yeah. it in and turn it into a laptop yeah, or a exactly. desktop, uh, but executed properly, as they put it. Yeah. Yes, I think that change is going to happen. I don't think it's necessarily going to happen that quickly, and I'd question whether Ubuntu is best positioned to address it, but they were saying because of their experience on, on the desktop and because they were coming from a fresh approach, no legacy stuff, they were going to be able to get a consumer proposition out to the market faster and in a better shape than anyone else. Well, let me ask you this. Can you put on some rose-tinted spectacles, please? Right. Okay. Can, could you see a manufacturer in China thinking, I'm currently using Android. I need to differentiate. I want to differentiate a little bit. Um, I'd like to use Ubuntu on my devices. And it's all fully compatible. It all works. <laughs> Can you see someone say, yeah, actually, I will put out 20 million, 50 million devices to see what happens? Well, I guess or do you think we're all wet? That, that's it. For the next 50 years, it's Android and a little bit of Apple. 
And I, I, I think the, the problem I have is that I don't see that it will be a, a hardware manufacturer that's going to say, oh, I'm looking for an alternative. The people who are looking for alternatives are the network operators here who right. want to keep uh, Google and Apple and Microsoft and some other people and RIM and, 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 yes. uh, all vying to compete against each other so that that you know, but you, you divide and conquer as far as the mobile operators are concerned. I mean, the, I just, is that a valid viewpoint anymore? Well, I think if look at look at the pattern. Every time, every time somebody says, "Oh, you know, BlackBerry Ten is coming back," yeah. or Windows Eight is launching and it's going to rescue Microsoft, a mobile the mobile network CEOs will stand up and say, "Yes, we absolutely support diversity." We you know the platform. Um, Mark Shuttleworth stood up and said, "I've had some really positive meetings with mobile networks. They're all really keen and excited how they can use this." And then you go into the operator's store and it's you know just behind the broom cupboard on the left with one in you know, a slot of advertising, and it. I just don't see that it's going to be draw from consumers, not in the mass market and certainly... See, I don't know if that... I don't think that that's a valid view. I think parts of that are valid, but to think back to Vodafone 360. Well, exa- right? Exactly. Vodafone 360, they wanted to push it, yeah. and then uh, what was selling were, were the iPhones. It, it, it's con- so, so 360 was stuck, stuck at the back. But I think, I think that 360 pr- proves my point, which is Vodafone accidentally on that occasion spent their own money trying to make sure that there were lots of diverse platforms for people to choose on and keep, every, you know, keep as yeah. many going as possible, but then didn't, even when they invested their own money, didn't have the, 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 the presence of mind or the, in, the confidence to support it and actually sell it and improve it. And so it, it, it withered. So if you ask a mobile network, you know, should we launch this innovative new mobile platform or would you like you know, any of these platforms to die? They'll always say no, but they won't actually do anything positive to support it. And so when people in UK, North America walk in and say, hello, I'd like to buy one of those Ubuntu phones, please, you find yourself wheeled around in front of the Samsungs in a, in a 30 seconds flat. Doesn't that, isn't that predicated on the subsidy model, right? So in a develop, developing market where, because that's where I'm thinking with, for, for Ubuntu here, uh, developing market, you have to buy the handset. Well, and that's, so Rafe, in the low-cost low market, um, you've already got Firefox OS and Tizen, which are the ones I happen to know about, and I'm not really read up on this. Um, you now you've got Ubuntu, and uh, I was listening to somebody who'd been from China recently saying that China is awash with very, very cheap, non-Google-branded Android devices. Why, why, why does Ubuntu even have a place at the table there? Can they be cheaper? Um, I don't think they can necessarily be cheaper. I think the argument is that they'll provide a, a better experience. I think we probably all use low-cost Android devices, and they're not great consumer experiences at the moment. And they also, even when you remove the Google part, the kind of the flexibility on the service offering isn't the same. You know, Ubuntu talked about you know providing a service agnostic framework. I mean, I, I do agree with you. I have a great deal of skepticism about this, and there's always been another Linux platform coming in mobile for as long as I can remember. You think back to things like uh, the Access Linux platform or Limo and various other initiatives. And the only thing is, now I do think we're at that second generation. You mentioned Ties, and that's Samsung back. That is going to get traction this year. Uh, Firefox, I think, will get a bit of traction. Uh, there's also Sailfish out of Jolla. Uh, that's sort of the out of the Migo stuff um, in Finland. And now you've got Ubuntu. I think the advantage Ubuntu has is Canonical, it's kind of the parent company, if you like, has experience with partnering with uh, PC manufacturers out in China and India and actually delivering them through a sales channel to the market. And I think that may give them an advantage. 
I think they have all the disadvantages on the ecosystem side. You know, they talk about the apps and having 50,000. What they're talking about there is 50,000 apps written for desktop Ubuntu. I don't think that will translate to mobile. I'm very skeptical there. But I can see, you know, a Chinese OEM picking it up uh, and running with it. But you're right, it probably does depend on an operator request. But I, I just, I mean, to answer your question, Ewan, I don't think they can be cheaper quickly enough than the cheap Android devices out of the Chinese OEMs in those markets because you can buy a $50 handsets in India and China if you, if you really want to go low end. So you can't beat the big boys being cheaper and you, don't, and you can't be, and you don't have a hardware partner to do to, that you can take on the likes of the samsung's and things who are making such a success out of android or mm. or iphone mm. so in every in every case you can you say you on the low end you say you're going to be cheaper on the high end you say you're going to be a super phone beyond the dreams of you know smartphones as they are now and in both cases you can't really meet those promises so you're going to be something in the middle and that means you're going to be nothing to anyone really and you'll run out of money the one obvious response to that is, you know, in saying that it's going to remain the status quo or Android is going to remain the strong player, is if history has taught us anything in the last decade of the mobile industry, is that it's very dynamic and that platforms change very really quickly. quickly. Yeah, exactly. And we talked, you know, earlier this season about the six-year cycle of platforms, and Android isn't there yet, but there's, you know, there is this continuing message from operators, and now you're starting to get it from device manufacturers as well, who are uncomfortable with the kind of level of power that Google enjoys over that ecosystem. I'm not saying it's going to disappear altogether, but I do think at one point one of the alternatives is, is going to get traction. So the idea that we'll have a iOS uh, Android duopoly, you know, is still quite strong. But people have almost come to the point where they'll say, yes, Windows Phone will probably be a third player in some scale. I- There's BlackBerry 10. Another issue to talk about. I still think yeah. there's room for another Linux player in there. I do buy the Rafe Blanford six-year model, as, well, as I am now christened it, <laughs> and I, I even referred to it in meetings the other day. Um, I, 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 I believe in the six-year model, but I think the thing is that I, I don't see what Ubuntu are doing as genuinely disruptive enough. Look at the difference between the iPhone, which everyone sort of agrees really was the... the, the it, it was the watershed moment. Yeah, it was. The, that's the word I'm searching for. It's the watershed moment. There were other people doing innovative stuff, but the iPhone really stands out as the watershed moment when the old phone first with a few apps running on it model, you know, changed. Change. That was the last moment, and there was a colossal difference. You could you could see a country mile between those two things. Yeah. Now, what Ubuntu is doing here is another ecosystem running across multiple devices on existing types of hardware with existing rules, with existing mobile operators. So really, all they've done is introduced another variant of software into the existing model. I think if, if Rafe's disruption argument would hold out, they would be doing something wild, like doing away with mobile operators or working on a brand new type of hardware that only new OS could support or something that really was like a quantum leap forward. Yeah. And that, for me, will be the sign when you know re- the, the next six-year cycle is coming around. Yeah, it's an interesting argument. that I mean, Ubuntu would talk about their cloud platform, which they're integrating and saying that's something innovative. I, I don't think it's enough. I, I agree with Ben there that you know, there needs to be something more than that, especially when you're a small-scale company like Ubuntu, because you know, despite their success, you know, they talk about 20 million desktop users. You, know, you need to be on another scale altogether to play on mobile. And if we're looking you know, at potential disruptors, you know, something like Amazon, I think, is a great example, has successfully disrupted um, you know Google it, it, okay this is in the tablet and the ebook space but quite clearly they're going to introduce a phone sometime this year and yes it's still Android but it's not Google Android 
you know, it's hard to see these things coming. Um, no one predicted, I think, the speed and the extent that Android, you know, rose out of uh, what it see, did. I think it rose because iPhone. there was nothing else out there. I, I think that's it. But do you reckon, therefore, about, that, that argument that no more of that's it? That, Tizen is going to yeah. be a really interesting one to watch because it's got Samsung behind it, and they were able to like push... Barter. They were able to push Bard, and people tend to forget Bard, but actually it's sold, I, I can't quite remember, but certainly tens of millions of units, and they could do something similar with you know, Tizen, and I think the, the market will be more responsive to it now because of this, it's not reluctance to embrace Android, but there is certainly this acknowledgement that um, in that particular ecosystem, Google owns probably more of the pie than most people want them to. So I am very, very dubious that this really could be a success. But I wonder, actually, if what it could be is a good foundation for somebody else's success. So somebody... On Amazon, for example. Possibly on Amazon. Or I was thinking that if there's somebody out there who could be uh, a whole new, you know, a whole new hardware manufacturer, for example, who who has hardware but no platform and needs some differentiation that... that And who does come along and buy up an operator or access or or do something really, really quite cool. But but in in the meantime, I think I'm very... I'm very surprised, and I wonder. I, my main fear for them always is that I always remember, and I don't know if it was how true it was, but there was this big talk about how Microsoft had given Nokia, you know, millions, if not billions, of dollars, you know, in order to help them launch the Windows Phone platform and all this kind of stuff. And you think, well, if it needs that many zeros at the end of it just to be the third place also ran at the moment, you know, how how can you? Unless you're very niche, and I'm really surprised that because when when they walked in the room and they said, Ta-da, "Here's our phone, we're going to have it in you know car phone warehouse, and it'll be amazing. It's going to be a super phone." And I really expected them to walk in and go, "This is a niche phone for this very specific market, and we are going to completely own open source. We're going to completely own security or affordability or you know this obscure market here." But it was kind of, uh, it just seemed really vague. I was surprised. The caveat to that, as you've actually hinted at, is how do you define success? And no company is going to come out and say, we just want to be a niche player and own a small part of the market. But I actually think success for Ubuntu would be to be able to sell, you know, you know, 10 million devices. Or uh, And we're looking at 2014, by the way. One of the things we didn't talk about was the devices, they're saying, aren't going to be on the shelves until this time next year. And that's kind of at the earliest. Uh, and they did have some interesting things on UI. I think it's... Very, very Mego and um, the Mimo-like, and then also BlackBerry 10-like using, uh, use of edges, which some of the stuff I really enjoyed. But I think they could enjoy success on just being a, a small player. But you're absolutely right in saying they're not going to be another big platform ecosystem. I, I tell you what, actually, you because you went in the room when, when Rafe and I were talking to them. But what I really enjoyed was the slightly crestfallen look as they got the phone. Don't tell anyone, but here's the door. This is what it's going to look like. Look, and you can swipe from the left, and that changes the thing. And Rafe's like, oh, yeah, like Mego. <laughs> and I go, no, no, it's completely innovative. No one's ever done it before. I go, hang on, where's my playbook? It's somewhere in my bag, you know. So, And I, I, either they were either they were kind of acting it out or they genuinely didn't know but they go oh, it's completely innovative and I was like no no it's, it's what's like go, the N9 go and look at the yeah where's the N9 now okay go and it's look it's in race drawer isn't it yeah exactly right <laughs> go and look at the video on mobilelensreview.com that's a yellow card <laughs> no, and, and, and just do look because it is actually very cool but let me let me finish by saying the following um, it's I think this launch should be viewed as them putting the flag up, okay? When you're saying the devices won't be out, there aren't any devices, right? This is this just a concept. It's them saying, look, we're going to do mobile. And remember, they're a Linux player with a lot of support 
in the across the Linux uh, uh, marketplace. And any smart developer that knows what he's doing probably runs Ubuntu, right? So the, the, the people do know them. They have a position in the marketplace, and they were just saying, look, we're now doing mobile. Or we're keen, effectively saying, we're keen to talk, right? We're keen to do mobile, and that, that's kind of the problem. So, yeah, I'm I not think sure they fully grasp just what well, that no, means. No, no, I don't know, because they had to say, look, we're, here we are. Okay, now, does anybody, I would imagine, if someone came along to them and said, look, um, I've got this next generation of um, uh, yeah, microwaves that I want to put Linux into, can you help? They'll probably go, yeah. Right, so as in not specifically to do with, uh, mobile, but the, these these guys do Linux very very well, and they've commercialized it. What they've done here is launched the fact they said, "Look, we we are now doing mobile. Anyone interested, come and chat to us." So they don't have any handsets to launch. You can, if you're a real brain box, go and download um, Ubuntu. Uh, for for mobile uh, for your mobile right now, I think. Assuming your device has an open bootloader, which not yeah. a lot of them do, right? So it's, it will yeah, be available at the end. I did say uh, in February. Right. Okay. February. So that's basically the typical. I'm going to download a Linux distribution. Yes, you, you can't you build a business do. model. But off the that. point being, they didn't come to market. And go, ha! Ah, you can buy it in August. No, they haven't got anything to sell in this context. They're talking to the market, and I think that's the right way to do it. Right. Yeah. Out to the market, saying, "Here we are." Because remember, they're they're a Linux player. They're open. It's a Do you really model. think that open model, I mean, because this think, is why they've had to announce earlier because yeah, they're they open source, does that really work in mobile? I mean, Actually, we've seen it? so much open source fall flat on its face You in know mobile. who this makes me think of? Oh. Inc. The I-N-Q. Oh, yeah. You remember, yeah. remember Hutchinson One Power, yeah. who run three in the UK and all yeah. the other networks, and they started to make their own Skype phones, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and, and, and they did a good job of that. They were, they were pretty all right. And then they spun out this really innovative startup that made, you know, Ink phones, and they were—they eventually became Android-based, and they were kind of cheap, fun. And I use "fun" with bunny ears because I never thought they were fun, but they were supposed to be fun because they were bright yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had these sort of customizations, and they were supposed to be super cheap, super good at social, and and they were going to, you know, kind of they were going to uh, uh, launch this whole new, you know, uh, platform of uh, a whole new range of devices, and they were going to change the world because they were going to be cheaper and faster and better, and actually. This week they announced that they're not going to make handsets anymore. They've just pivoted into just making Android software, and they're they're doing some kind of news reading app now. And basically, because you can't be cheaper than the mass volume guys, you can't be uh, more innovative in terms of your UI and widgets than you know the Samsungs or the Googles of the world, because sooner or later your ideas will get picked up and copied anyway. You know you've got to be. Going back to racing, you've got to you've got to be far far more disruptive than just a little bit better, a little bit cheaper. And, and, and but so they, they aren't that. making their own handsets, right? They're just saying we have an alternative, effectively an alternative to Android. Well, but it does. Is anybody interested? Right? I, so think, I think, think you have to press stop at that point, yeah. and, when that, and then you have to say, let's wait and see, and, and applaud them for doing it. Great news. Let's wait and see what happens. I think I think if you if you take out the whole commercial side of things, then then yes, you know you've got to start somewhere, and you might as well start here. And as Rafe says, you're never going to announce we want to be mediocre, so you've always got to announce a massive dream, even if you know you go somewhere else afterwards. But I I genuinely think that they'll run out of they'll run out of money at some point. Someone's going to say we're not earning a profit off of this. Stop it. Let's go back to what we know and do desktops. Yeah, it's hard to escape uh, that conclusion, but I guess. You know, they're saying that it's going to be one set of software for all of these devices, for the tablets and the PCs and the phones. And I can see Ubuntu maybe moving into the, the tablet space. It does depend on, you know, what happens in hardware in terms of the, that openness. 
Um, you know, uh, I cringe every time someone goes, you know, I want to be able to install whatever operating system I like onto my phone because it, it's just not going to work like that. But at one level, I can see an operator who at the moment is picking up a, an Android device and customizing it to, you know, their own service and everything like that. Uh, the Orange San Francisco or the San Diego devices like that, I can possibly see them getting some traction there and they could enjoy success, as I say, you know, 10 million units. And given that they're running on a pretty small scale and most of the software development actually applies you know, upstream and downstream of what they're doing elsewhere, they can probably do it on a much smaller budget than some of the mobile-only projects, you know, like Jolla, for example. Uh, so together with their experience on the partnering, I, I will give them a chance, but like Ben, I'm very sceptical about uh, how do but you know you're, you're right just, just you have to give it a right? year yeah. at least because you know most other organizations doing something like this wouldn't have announced the platform and what they're doing for at least another six months but they kind of have to because of the way they run the company yeah. I, I don't get me wrong i want them to succeed for all the reasons. Are you crossing your fingers there? No, no, no. I, I want them to succeed for all the reasons that you said, you right. about, you know, we need to disruption, we need more ideas, yep. you know, you need variety. We can't just have the same old, same old. But I think if you're going to, if you're going to have your chance, you've, you've, you've got to take it, you, when you take it, you can't just be me too. And I, it feels a bit, a bit too me too. But it also, it also makes, strikes me that um, Jolla, Firefox OS, Ubuntu, um, even, even the, uh, even um, oh, what's the other um, Tizen? Tizen. Um, they're they're all they're all targeted at se- sectors. You know which part of the market they're addressing, mm. and this is the only one amongst those kind of outsiders at the moment that feels like it's trying to address everything everywhere. No, not what, not what, everything everywhere. Well, but, you know, could, everybody. Because no, no, yeah. what I think what they're doing is saying it could address. It's almost. Yeah. Uh, I think they have to wait for the hardware guys. It's a to bit go, too conceptual at the moment. Yeah, well, it has to be right because they haven't necessarily they haven't announced a partner or a series of partners. Okay, and on, on that note, we are running out of time, right? And, and I think you know it's, we're back to this kind of we'll wait and see. But I'm feeling pretty dubious. Let's quickly talk about hardware because they haven't announced. They showed us it running on some test devices, yes. but they're not going to sell it on those test devices. So they haven't announced any hardware. Yeah. Who is it out there that is going to make hardware nice enough? for people to want to buy this not on the cheap end because there's a ton of people i think out there making cheap hardware because they're the guys that are making the cheap androids but if they want to make a super phone which you know is going to be a games console and a desktop computer and your smartphone and a washing machine and lasers with robots you know what who who is it out there who who oems no, that right, amazing hardware? this one by vertu I think that might be a little bit too high end. Too high end. Okay. But, <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, three grand. I, yeah, I, I, I'm with Ben here. I can only see manufacturers for these kind of the low end, know, the, the low end phones, and it'd be the likes of someone like TCL or one of the other kind of second tier Chinese manufacturers. I mean, the one thing we haven't mentioned here is Ubuntu for Android, which is a separate product, which is basically this idea of a, a super phone that runs a computer sitting um, on top of an Android device. And that I can see a bit of potential for for one of the you know Android manufacturers who's doing quite well now. Be it HTC, don't think it would be Sony, um, but maybe you know Huawei or ZT going. We need something to differentiate our device. We're we're going to try it, and you never know because I I do kind of like that concept, but ultimately it, it, I just can't quite see it appealing in the consumer market yet. You know, it comes back to you know. It's a nice idea, but unless you execute it perfectly, it's not going to work. Okay, let's wrap up. Finally, 
uh, would you go out and buy an Ubuntu handset because it was open source? You and McLeod? Uh, the open source thing doesn't really concern me. It's actually about the user experience, how it, how it feels, what I can do with it. And did you think but, the user experience was nicer than the best on the market? Uh, yeah, I think it's... Uh, yeah. Yes, Ewan McLeod says Ubuntu is better than iOS. Uh, oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. Oh, hold on a minute. Rafe Are you still getting notifications on your iPhone? It's shh. Oh, well, we always had letters coming in there. Shocking. Uh, shocking. Yeah. Rafe Manford? No and no. Uh, and it's, you know, they've got some nice ideas, but it's not a complete ecosystem. And I never see, see not it Not an It would ruin your Microsoft endorsement anyway as well, wouldn't it? You should see <laughs> well, that, that too, of course. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think the thing is that the, the people who, the, for me, the people who say, oh, yeah, I get it, are just the, the geeks and it's too small a community. Because I think, would I, if I think about sometimes like the customers or friends and they say, I've got £100 to spend on a prepay, what would I do? I'd get them the Android because they could get all the apps that they've seen on TV. Oh. You can sell 100,000 of anything, and Ubuntu Mobile is, is no exception. But that's not enough. You can sell 100,000 100, of anything, but there is only so one. So go and take a look, take yeah. a look, and then wait and see, right? Okay. Well, if you have we're, we're meant to not sit on the edge. We're meant to give an opinion, and our opinion is we think it's very unlikely, very unlikely. that we see Ubuntu Mobile going into a big mass sale. My opinion is I think it could... Brilliant. Well, we've, struck, we've strung that out for another two minutes, so let's knock that on the head. Um, I'm interested from the listeners. Do you? Uh, I was really surprised how positive a lot of the commentary on the a lot of the news posts was by by you know sort of geek tech readers, um, you know, who really said, "Oh yes, I want this, I want this, I want this," because I just thought everyone would go, "Oh whatever, I could have Android instead." So explain to me if you think it's a cracking idea and you would rush out to buy it, why? And what is it that really appeals? Does, does openness really matter to, to you? Or is it that you really just want to buy it from somebody that you prefer, perhaps more trustworthy or more desirable than, than Google? Are you tired of the, the incumbents? So if, we, if you've made it this far through the podcast, let us know. We'd be delighted. As ever, please leave comments in the SoundCloud uh, comment bar. Or you can leave them in line now, wherever you want as well. Very sexy. Wherever you hear this. And uh, we will review them at some point in the future. Yes, you and can't have a customised iPhone or Android device of his favourite colour or whatever, so he's going to have an Ubuntu phone instead to stand out and be special that way. No, I'll stand out properly. Yeah. I look forward to seeing that soon. Thank you for listening. Speak to you next week. Bye-bye.